Come join Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we talk about all things consignment. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 109. This episode is near and dear to I Know My Heart, all of our hearts. This is going to be all about giving back through your reselling business. We've done an episode on this, but we are getting down and dirty, girls. How are you? And we have an announcement for the end of the episode. So you got to hang tight. Yes, yes. Hang tight because you don't want to miss this. We are so excited. We're like, we're bubbling. (laughs) Samantha, welcome to this episode. Um, So yeah, giving back. All right. So I want to start with... um, a visual representation and a little story. So one of, one of these things I've heard and one of the expressions we've all heard is my cup overfloweth. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think he's a rabbi. Daniel Lappin um, talked a lot about this and my cup overfloweth and looking at giving and the way particularly the Jewish community looks at giving or giving back. And it's a very different viewpoint than I'd ever heard. And my cup overfloweth. So when somebody would come to visit, they would always fill the cup so it overflowed, which sent the signal that their guest was welcome. They were willing to pass on all their riches. The better I do, the better you do. And lifting each other up and making sure our cups are always full. Now, what does that have to do with giving and giving back. I love that visual. I love having a full cup. And really the crux of it is sustainable fundraising. If we can't fill our cups as a business, if our cups are not overflowing, we're not going to be able to give back effectively. And as my story to go with this, I was at a meetup the other day and we were talking a lot about, about giving and fundraising programs. And these were all other e-commerce sellers. And we were going around and I was asking for some ideas and input. And one of the women, wonderful woman said, yes, I have. I did this for three years in a row. I gave back. I ran a whole you know, charity thing for breast cancer and um, support. And she said, but I could no longer continue to do that. Yes, we raised a ton of money. We did phenomenal, tens of thousands of dollars in this program, but I could not sustain it. And it ended. Mm-hmm. She's like, I had to make a living. I had to support my family and I could not invest that much time. And that was kind of like, yes, her cup was not overflowing. She was not taking care of her business. She was not taking care of herself. And she was not making sure that was sustainable. Right. She was doing phenomenal things. But I think that's the the point that we we don't hear that often is like, how do we do this in a sustainable manner where we can still support our families? Some of us do this full time. And this is our only means of, you know, reselling is my only means of supporting my family. Um, and I'm dependent on that. So how do I fill my cup? So it overflows and I can give back to, um, give or give back. However we want to phrase that. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I always used to say give back until I read something a year ago saying you're, what are, what are you giving back? You didn't take anything from them. Yeah. 
So you really should just call it giving because that's what we're doing. We're giving or supporting or helping, but we're not giving back. We didn't take it. <laughs> yeah. and I thought, you know, that's true. That is very true. But it just sounds, I don't know. Everybody knows what it means when you say give back. Right. And the better we do, the more we're able to support, the more nonprofits, the more charities, the more local families, the more people we can support if we take care of ourselves and our business. So I want to make sure our discussion centers around something that's sustainable and not feeling, I think the initial feeling when people hear about fundraising is they just want to give 100%. They want to give 100%. They want to give 100%. You want to give as much as you can, but you're draining your cup. There's no yeah. overflow. There's nothing for anybody else if you're not doing it in a sustainable manner. So um, Molly has a background. She started a nonprofit. Um, she has so much to say on this. And I'm just excited. I listened to our initial episode on giving. Um, Molly, and I didn't realize that you were part there. of that episode. No, that was, no, I wasn't there. And I was like, dang, we really need to redo that episode because she's our expert. I was giving back in a whole different way, <laughs> taking yeah. care of somebody. So yeah, I was not there. Yes, yes. You weren't there, um, but you were living it. I was living it. But yes. I do like that you are focused on the sustain sustainability part of that because, I mean, we're talking reselling versus starting a nonprofit. They're two different things. And yep. neither are for the week. But starting a nonprofit um, is definitely not for the week. It's it's so much more than I ever imagined it would be. But the sustainability part as resellers, people who, whether you're a reseller at home or you have a storefront, you're a consignment business, there are so many, I think, easy ways. And Libby, you've been the brainstorm behind so many of these ideas. I know some of them we came up with years ago over Indian food buffet, because that's where we do our best planning. But a lot of them you came up with, and I just think they, you found a sustainable, many, well, you found a sustainable way to name a program through our business that then had different pieces and parts that all were sustainable, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really, it was really important that I was able to sustain that because it, it's one of the reasons a lot of us get into this business is to help other people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that was y'all. That's what made me like her from the get go. <laughs> I want to be her friend was because I found out she was so much like me in that thought. And that's what started this friendship. What, 12 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, we haven't discussed how to break this down. I know you've done a lot of thought on this, Libby. Do you I mean, I could ask you many questions about what you've done and how you've done it and put in things of that. Did you you have a way you want to? Go so, through? yeah, I was thinking, so we had a pretty solid program when we had the storefront. And when we recorded the last episode on giving, we hadn't solidified what that was going to look like online. We really struggled to put a program in, in place that was as strong as the one we had in the store. And we got there. We can tell you how we got there. But I think we also should talk for all of our brick and mortar people about how we did it uh, in the Starbucks. in the store. Yeah. And Samantha, you pipe in with questions along the way that you might have um, as we go. Yeah, through. I've 
I've just done bits and pieces, um, little, little fundraisers here and there. So mm-hmm. really I'm just, I'm just taking all this in and thinking about how I can apply it to my business. Yeah. Love it. So just throw in questions. Goodness knows, jump in. <laughs> so um, the number one thing is right. If you were to say to somebody, I want, if somebody was to say to you, I want to start, um, giving in my reselling business, I would say the number one step is where you get started is so simple it just smacks you in the face is you're going to register an account. You're going to start a separate account. I don't mean bank account. I just mean a consignment account, a reselling account that has that, that business name on it, that nonprofit, that family, whoever you're helping um, you just separate out that inventory. And I can talk about that if you want me to, from the stance of when we were in the storefront, my niece um, who lives on the West Coast um, has Crohn's. So we did the Crohn's colitis um, fundraiser one month. And so I went through that process of Mm -hmm. what it meant to open an account. And it's just like a consigner account, only it went under Crohn's colitis instead of Molly Liska, you know? (laughs) Right. Um, But it was just like a normal consignment account, only Mm -hmm. the split we had was bigger for the nonprofit than a normal Mm -hmm. consigner, um, which was great. And then I was able to say to people, there is an account and put it all over social media that we have an account, feel free to donate your items. They'll go in the floor. And when they sell Crohn's colitis gets the profit off of that. And um, Libby would just write a check, mail it out to Washington once a month or at the end of if we were doing an event and it was just Mm -hmm. so easy easy and I can and I can see people loving to donate because I did one very small one I was trying to get people onto my website so I did all website sales 10% would go towards the animal shelter who I partner with on a lot of stuff and I had consigners messaging me without any prompts hey I'm going to drop off a box of dog bandanas or this miscellaneous stuff put that towards towards the fundraiser. So people definitely want to get behind things like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get a lot what for the library, right? The library gets a lot. We have a lot of accounts. I mean, yeah, I just love that <laughs> I love that you make it so easy. And then you have consigners that come in that like like Samantha saying that know what they want to do, but then you have consigners that come in and say, or or people with bags, not consigners, to say, I'm not interested in consigning. I just don't want this stuff. And then you can have a list of all of your nonprofits or charities that you're working with and pull that list out and say, are any, you know, these are accounts we have, are any of these near and dear to you that you, where would you like these items to go? And they can go through and go, oh, well, you know what? My great niece is a part of the Girl Scouts or whatever, you know, let's put it here or there. Or, oh, my husband and I are very involved in our local library. Give it to the library. Um, we've had people that have looked and gone, well, which one? Which one has the least amount of items in their account right now? Give it oh, to yeah. them with the least amount who needs items in their account. So mm-hmm. it's wonderful because they can choose. And if there's not a personal connection, they can just pick where they want to put it. I love it. Isn't yeah. it? I mean, simple. Like simple. Easy. Yeah. Fit it into your and- existing workflow. And, and that's going to make me feel better because I feel terrible when people just give me their stuff and I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I do. I give it to somebody like there's <laughs> somebody gets a part of it. Right. So having a list like that, oh, that makes my heart feel better already. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I don't know, Libby, when you, I just love that you set that up and I just think it's so, it's just amazing. It's an yes, amazing, I, I love it. And it is sustainable 100%. And then you put it on, on the nonprofit to do advertising, you know, they'll put in their newsletters that, yeah. you know, they'll put a little logo and say, we have an account open. If you have items you want to do, please donate them here because, you know, we get the profits at the church or the whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're putting that in their newsletters or emails or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you can develop like from there. I mean, the easiest step is just getting the account open. And then, you know, as you have time, energy, focus, you can build you can build on that in so many different ways. Um, by How would you do that? <laughs> you can provide marketing material, just saying, um, you know, this is our program and they can use that, put it on their social media, you know, put it in the church, bowl, wherever, you know, whatever their means are, um, pass it around work, you know, or if, if there's people working at a nonprofit, there's any, any number of things you can do. And they're really doing your advertising for you. Mm -hmm. Um, what we did in the brick and mortar was we had a monthly event. It was called our Conchi Connects event, where in addition to having the account registered that raises money all year long, um, we would do an event where all seeds would go to that nonprofit and we would give them, we would set them up in the store um, or outside if it was a nice day on the sidewalk sale. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we would set them up and they would get to talk to everybody that came in about what they do. And it was just really nice to be able to provide them an avenue to talk about what they do and why it was important to them. And to this day, we have so many friends and consigners and customers that we have, we have met and just amazing people. And I, I think giving them that avenue, if you have that ability is really yeah, if you're in a storefront and can do that. And just, I think about too, Libby, not just our relationships, but but the relationships we witnessed that happened from those people meeting them as they sat at their table with their items. And, you know, all of a sudden they're like, well, my, my you know, great niece, da, 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 da. Well, here we have a place here. And I mean, we had people that came into shop that in the end benefited from that nonprofit without knowing they were going to when they mm -hmm. were driving up to the parking lot. And in the end, they had, they or a family member actually ended up benefiting from it and they support, continue to support that nonprofit. Yeah. You know, that's just a, it's a beautiful thing to see happen. Um, and we would go also the fun route of having a, like a snack stand donation only kind of thing. If, you know, you wanted to donate whatever, but if not, just take the cookies or the brownies or the, what were those things that you and the kids made that were so the lemon squeezies that I've never heard? Oh, of? lemon twists. Lemon yeah. twists. That was the yeah. summer of lemon twists. I yeah. love me a good bake sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes <laughs> nonprofits would want to get involved and say, oh no, we'll do it. We'll bring it. We'll make this, that, mm -hmm. or the other. And sometimes we, you know, we may have somebody like an employee who says, Oh, well, I'll make, you know, chocolate chip mm -hmm. cookies or cupcakes or whatever. But that was by donation, and you could come and do that and get some lemonade out of the cooler or whatever. And it was just fun I mean community just fun fun yeah the connections that were made were heartwarming and amazing and where did the items that you sold at those nonprofits um events come from so they were all of our expired items 
We would pull the items off the floor and they were expired and we collect them all month. And then we would put them out in a $2 sidewalk sale. Every single item was $2 and all of that. And because it was so, a lot of times people would make additional donations to the nonprofit, you know, oh wait, my whole order was only $10. Can I bump it up to, you know, to 20 or, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yep. So that was all, it was wonderful. People would look so forward to that. So how do you do that now online? I've seen that you've done some live events for Conchi Connects. Well, one thing I'm going to tell you before we get to that, another thing I did online, if you are a storefront Mm -hmm. and you have online or you're doing something like we did for my niece who we were on the East Coast, she was on the West Coast. We were trying to figure out like they had people on the West Coast that wanted to participate but could not come shop it. They're not going to fly cross country. They'd rather donate money than fly cross country, but we're excited about this whole sale event. So we came up with the idea for them to put together packages that they could purchase and put them on our website. So we would put it on social media, like size six girls, and it would have like two pairs of pants and a sweater and a little bracelet and a necklace. And they could buy that for $10 shipped or whatever we would put on there. And we would just put the picture up on Facebook and give it a a number and somebody could just say sold whatever I want that. And we would ship it out to them. They would pay for it. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was how we got the West coast people involved because they wanted to buy stuff. They want, I want to shop Mm -hmm. it. You know, we're like, well, let's see what we can come up with. And that was the easiest thing to do because again, you're looking for sustainability. We're still running a business. We can't spend too much time doing all this. So how can we put something together? That's fairly easy, put it all in a flat rate, padded flat rate. We knew what the shipping was, price it out. Boom. Done. You know, and it was an easy way if you're in a storefront and want to reach somebody, an area that's not local. Um, so that was my one thing I wanted to throw in on the online yeah. part of it before we yeah. went fully online. <laughs> oh, and you know what? Oh, oh, what was I going to say? So it not only for your consigners, if you have a consigner base, if you're a consignment store, um, people that are consigning with you, they, they get to see what you do with the excess items, right? Let's say they have a pair of pants that doesn't sell. Oh my gosh. Well, look, those are my, those are my items out. They're raising money for the, you know, Colonial Neighborhood Council or whatever um, we were, whoever we were working with that month. Oh, look. And it's just, it, people, a lot of people embrace that and really loved it and felt good that their items were doing good. They were making a little extra cash, but then when they expired, if they didn't, uh, sell, yeah. And to have it connect, like you're saying, connect. That's what we kept calling it, Conchi Connects. But to connect with them face to face versus dropping your stuff off at a Goodwill, and you don't know if it does, does somebody or does it go to a landfill. I have no idea what's happening to that item when I drop it at a Goodwill. Mm-hmm. But if I take it to this consignment business, I know if I don't make money, I know that that's going to be a part of this amazing thing right here in my community. Yeah, and it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So when we made the transition to online, we struck like we were like, how, what does this look like? Like, how can we do this effectively? Because dadgummit, we weren't going to let it go. (laughs) Right. The big events. We still had all the same nonprofits registered. We still do that. I mean, that's, that's the easy, that's the easy part. And you just build from there. 
But what was that going to look like? How And Molly had the idea we would do a live sale. We would do the Connect event where all the profits would go from a live sale. We do it once a quarter. Um, well, it depends. But let's say once a quarter, uh, we'll have a big event. We will have people on our podcast, um, our little podcast for Conchie Consignment. We'll have people on it to talk about what they do, right? So they can make connections and they can you know, highlight what they're doing. So it doesn't look the same as them having the stand at the store, but they are reaching people. People can participate in the chat. Um, It it allowed us to branch out around the country Mm -hmm. with this and provide, like we had people, I'll never, we've done, you know, one in, we have one in Maine. Um, we had, we did, so for instance, we did the Conchahawken Library, right? Local library, the friends of the library and all the services they provide. We had people across the country that got invested in this little library and what yep. they do, which it just blew my mind. Right. That wouldn't have happened the same way in the storefront. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, change, if you're online, change your, you're offering this to so many more people. And so many people got involved and participated in this little library in Conchahawken and what right. they did. <laughs> Not only did they, you know, donate, make monetary donations, participate in the live sale, come to the podcast and ask questions, but they took some of those wonderful things that the Conchahawken library is doing and yes. learned how to move them to their neighborhoods and their libraries and connect it that way so that was really cool that was a neat opportunity you have online that you don't necessarily have when uh you're just in the brick and mortar Mm -hmm. so it wasn't all bad making that transition once we figured out how to do it no it was just coming up with a way to make it work you know and that was it and we did things it was just easy and successful i mean we did the same thing by picking those items that had already become the store inventory items and putting them out there and doing them at a, a cost that was able to cover shipping and profit for the nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did some other fun things along the way. And we always would, we put a donation link out there so that people could just do straight donation if they wanted to. And that was a nice thing to have because a lot of people wanted to do that. And you know, and then we come up with other things along the way. If the nonprofit wants to, or somebody who loves it says, well, I have this um, luxury item that I want to give, but I don't want it to be sold for $10. Well, we took that and said, okay, we're going to highlight this item. And anybody who does the $50 donation or higher gets entered into a raffle for this, you know, high-end handbag. And at the end of the, the night, we would do the raffle and see who won the handbag. And it got a lot of bigger donations going through because they were like, ooh, ooh, ooh. So mm-hmm. there's so many things that you figure out. Like, this is really, it's sustainable. Yeah, it's sustainable. And it's definitely it's definitely been an evolution, continues to be an evolution. Um, we are working on evolving this. We hooked up with uh, Diane Lassonde and Fearless. Uh, she is doing a living legacy fund and it's all going to the Blind Center of Nevada. So we are w- looking at ways to even grow um, grow this from our business and involve other resellers in it. And we're going to do uh, in two weeks, I believe, we're going to be doing a reseller roundtable talking about giving 
And we're going to be talking a little bit about um, Diane's Fearless Funds. I'm going to be hooking up some stuff in the comments uh, if you want to take a look. So we are actually evolving this as, you know, as we're speaking now, we're still coming up with ideas. We still want your ideas. We want to um, help you maybe start a Fearless Living um like fearless living yeah. funds. I we're we're evolving it. We're open to suggestion. We want to make this bigger. We want to make this better. And we want to help you uh give in a sustainable way. And if you want to do it, need some help, just drop it in the comments. Yes. We're happy to help. All right. Here's something I really, you know, our our cups overfloweth, right? <laughs> we want to give. What does that actually look like, right? You say somebody comes and they want a donation, right? Let's say somebody comes into you and they say, I'm running this fundraiser. Can you donate? Okay. Mm -hmm. I would say to them, sometimes I, I used to in the beginning do donations, but I would say to them, oh, look, we have this fundraising program. I think I could we could probably do way better than me giving you a monetary donation. Would you like to, you know, register what you're doing, distribute it to your friends, let them know that we're running this and you're going to do better in the long run rather than me just handing you a check that maybe I get my name on the back of a teeth. I don't know, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. I like but that. here's the sticking point. And I, I, I say, you know, we want to make this sustainable. You cannot make it sustainable and give away a hundred percent of the profits. Right. But how do you, how do you sculpt that into something that doesn't sound greedy? Right. Because if I say to somebody, all right, well, we're going to split, you know, and we'll split the proceeds 50, 50, let's say a, a a nonprofit, we're going to split the proceeds 50, 50. Should you feel bad about that? What does that feel like to well, say? Like, what does that is, sound like to you? If you say the, the nonprofit gets the profits, they're getting the profits because what we're covering is what we need to cover to sustain our business. So to me, yes. Yes. they are getting a hundred percent of the profits because what that other money is doing is paying for the shipping, paying for the work and the fees that had to happen to get all that together. And mm -hmm. so they are making a hundred percent of the profits mm -hmm. that would have been. Made. Yeah. Cause I mean, I hold a charity um, craft show and totally separate from my business, but um, you, you have like businesses donate things and do that. But at the same time, there's still like table rental and venues and different things. Those businesses might give you a discount. Some people donate all together, but there's still always some sort of overhead and your time in general. So mm -hmm. Even just doing that and literally 100% of that goes, you're still taking part of that to cover the little things behind the scenes. So it makes sense either way. Yeah. I mean, the I fact of the matter is you're not taking that money and going and getting a pedicure. You yeah. Know what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. You're not, that's not what that, when you say they get 100% of the profits, they're getting 100% of mm -hmm. the stuff that wasn't used to make the event happen. Yeah, to right. cover the cost of the item where it needs to go and the ha the event to happen. Yeah. And I think yeah. setting that percentage, don't be afraid to set that percentage because I can see a lot of people saying, I feel bad taking, you know, 50%. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, you're earning it. But 
Right. You know, I feel bad. I don't want to. I just want to do it. But you have to think of that. Think of that visual of the cup. If you don't fill your cup, you're not going to be able to give and give as much as you would if you were filling your cup. Like it is sustaining itself. You are filling your cup. You are, you know, paying your employees, paying your helpers, paying yourself and making it sustainable so that you can, in the long run, give more. Just keep that in your head. It is all set up so that you can keep giving and give more. That organization wouldn't get anything if you didn't do it. Correct. If you didn't do it. Or, yeah, right. If you weren't in business, if you ran yourself out of business, like the story I told earlier, they couldn't Mm -hmm. sustain it. Right. Right. Yeah. And now there's nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. If you love it, have that thought of like not looking at it as filling your cup. If you're looking at it like, oh, I'm taking 50%, don't change your viewpoint on that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Rather be able to continue with the events and doing this for other nonprofits along the way. And it's the only way to do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. So if you have ideas, something you've done in your brick and mortar or on your online store, that's different from what we've done, please throw it in the comments. We want to know. We love, love, love to hear what you're doing. And as we mentioned before, if this is something you're interested in and you are a little hesitant and don't quite know how to start, we're always here to help do that. We love to help with things like that. So reach out, right? Let us know. Yeah. But speaking of evolving, speaking of evolving, evolving, I told you all to hang on. We <laughs> said, wait, Libby may have been the one to say, one of us told you to wait till the end because we had a big announcement. I'm going to do a drum roll. Ooh. Y'all. Samantha's now part of consignment chats. <laughs> I mean, wait, guys, I'm really not sure. I don't know. Or <laughs> <laughs> not. I'm. I'm here all the time. <laughs> She's here all the time. Yes, so does now Molly, Livy, and Samantha, co-hosts of Consignment Chats. She is a official C Chatter co-host. Yes. I have to change. I have to change my name. Oh <laughs> yes, yes, you do. This is the last of that. Although you will hear about her business often, but it will now yeah. be Samantha at Consignment Chats. So it's official. You're going to see her little face next to ours over and over again. (laughs) We are so excited to have her. She's always already been such an integral part of our community and what we do. So People probably thought she already was. I know. I know. Oh, what? This is no big announcement. What do you mean big announcement? (laughs) Yeah, we are so excited. So we are glad that she is now permanently a part of us and that we can all grow, learn, and... um, benefit from her amazing self so samantha welcome thank you thank you for having me i'm so excited i'm so glad i started listening to you guys randomly needing help with my contract and it turned into this awesome partnership and friendship yeah right ta-da all right y'all so now you even have more to look forward to each week because you're gonna have these three smiling faces (laughs) okay until next week girls Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats. To find out more and keep chatting, find Consignment Chats on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and podcast 
As always, you can find all of this information at consignmentchats.com. Thanks for joining us.